It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and... Well, it's Sunday morning, and so I am always excited to spend an hour with you talking about the good things of the kingdom of God, as I say, dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. We do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we always speak well of one another. And this is show number 1010 today. We're just moving right on along here in this new year, and I'm excited to have Miss Wendy Strickland back in the studio with me today. She is the executive director of a ministry called Angel Wings. And Miss Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Great it's, to be here. Uh, she's been with me live. Well, we're not live. We're pre-recording, but actually been here in the studio with me the second time. We re-aired one of her shows one time because she was not well here about a year or so ago. Yeah. And uh, But you're all recovered now. That's a wonderful thing. Up and moving. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, you have been the director of, I guess you founded Angel Wings, right? Yes. And how long has that been now? Oh, it's been about four and a half, going on five years now. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And what inspired you to do this? In 1986, my aunt was murdered in a domestic violence slash human trafficking um, relationship. And so she was murdered by her husband. Oh, my goodness. And so I, for a long time, we wondered what could we have done differently how could we have um, helped her and maybe right. other women's, women that might fall into that category? And so um, things started happening in my own personal life. And I was looking for a job and, and I lost sight. And all of a sudden, this kind of started coming. And I actually, at that time, I was working with the Chelsea House, okay. um, doing some volunteer work and sat down and had a talk with Miss Beth. And she asked me, well, what kind of business is it you want to start? And I started telling her about um, my aunt being murdered. And I would like to set up a program to help women that are actually in domestic violence and human trafficking. Okay. Now, let me uh, just remind the radio audience of a few things that, that you and I know just kind of take for granted. First of all, the Beth that you're referring to is Beth Burns. Mm -hmm. She is the founder. and Well, actually, she's the director of Chelsea's House, which is a ministry here mm -hmm. in Tallahassee for women who have been uh, uh, on the streets, uh, who are recovering from all kinds of uh, different things, a tremendous ministry that they're involved in. Yes. And... Uh, you also mentioned that you lost sight. Mm -hmm. And now we think, well, that could be we just lost vision, but you literally lost your part of your sight. Yes, I am now legally blind. And so all of these things were happening in your life, and you're you're kind of in a transition time. Absolutely. And so you're looking for a job, mm -hmm. but really what God was doing in your heart, he was, he was birthing something here. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, Absolutely. And just in a way of just kind of setting the stage here, you've been a believer for for how long? Ooh, I've been a believer since I was nine years old. Nine years old. And when I say a believer, I'm talking about you believe in Jesus Christ yeah. as your Lord and Savior. Absolutely. Uh, you'd call yourself a Christian. Absolutely. Right? So so you pretty much uh, grew up in church? Yes, okay. all my life. And so at nine, you made the decision to, to follow Christ. Yes. Yeah. Well, That's actually, I followed my brother up to the altar <laughs> as a child in the church. Uh -huh. And then I learned more. But I, we had been in church all of our lives. And I didn't know what he was going up Therefore, and by the time I got there, I was listening to the word of God and I was crying in the whole nine and I just totally gave over and gave my life wow. to Christ. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit was just moving that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that he doesn't move every day, but he was moving in your life, especially. Absolutely. Yeah. I came to uh, that decision, was baptized at the age of nine. A lot of times people think that children can't come to mm -hmm. faith, but I disagree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but all of my children were very young when they accepted Christ, and they're still serving Christ today. Mm -hmm. If it's a true, genuine experience. Yes. So, you, you, so you've been a Christian for a long, long time. 
Now, what were you doing as far as uh, secular work before you began the ministry? Over 22 years, I worked for the state of Florida. You did? Yes. Now, had you retired? or had to, Sometimes when they change administrations, people lose their jobs, or what, uh, that sort of thing? Actually, I got into an accident uh-huh. at work, uh-huh. and I had fallen down some stairs. Oh, my goodness. And um, it it ended up with me having four back surgeries. Okay. And after that, I was then looking for a job, trying to find a job, kind of got uneasy, um, lost my marriage, ended up in divorce, lost my home. Oh, my goodness. Um, lost my car, lost just about everything. Because of the accident. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, it's one thing after the next. And so I ended up at Chelsea's house with Good Samaritan Network. Okay. And so I'm actually... Um, graduated from the Chelsea House. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad we explored this. So, yes. so you have you are a product of that ministry, absolutely of what God did to to help you in, a, in your time of need. Alumni, yes. Well, I tell you what, it just makes you so thankful mm-hmm. that these type of ministries are out there, mm-hmm. and most people don't even know they exist. The other thing it gave me a a absolutely bird's eye view of seeing what being homeless looks like uh-huh. and a lot of the women that come to me that's where they've come from right. either some homelessness mental health something has happened some trauma right. that has thrown them in a certain place in their life in dealing with a certain lifestyle and had I not gone through that process I wouldn't know how to deal with the women that I reach out to on wow. today because the thing is, is that most people who are there, if you'd asked them five years back, if you'd ever end up in a situation like this, they would say, oh, that, that can never happen to Absolutely me. Absolutely not. But, but as you say, circumstances, you had a severe injury. It affected your your physical health. And probably that had a lot to do with some, some things going on in, in the mental world, mm-hmm. too. If you're, if you're dealing, a lot of times if you're dealing with pain, mm. it can cause a lot of things to happen in the psychic. Yes. And so you're dealing with all of this. And then, mm-hmm. like you say, you kind of felt like Job, didn't you? Yes, <laughs> Just I one really thing, did. one thing after another. I did. And thank God that there are people in this world that have compassion like mm-hmm. that. And I, because I know uh, uh, Beth and Glenn both, I know them very well, and I know their heart and, mm-hmm. and their compassion. And there are so many yes. in our city mm-hmm. <laughs> who have that type of compassion. And I say, most people don't even know that these ministries exist. Mm-hmm. And I get the privilege <laughs> wow. of, of being here behind this microphone interviewing people like you mm-hmm. and hearing your heart. And I know you're you're out there. I'm yes. talking about people with your type of heart to do what you do. Yes. So Beth, being astute as she is, mm-hmm. and she heard your heart, mm-hmm. what you're sharing with her. Now, Wendy, do you not realize that there were some people who would have tried to talk you out of that? Absolutely. And would try to lead you in a different direction. So there have been. there were people I don't doubt that at all (laughs) people in different organizations said you can't do that don't do that don't build that right right. we don't need that yeah yeah yeah. that I've heard that story Mm -hmm. here I'm thinking of Deborah Harris who's one of them that told me the same thing Mm -hmm. that no you can't do this Mm -hmm. but now she's she's doing it and uh, last time I had her back on the broadcast I was so excited about things that's happening in her ministry Mm -hmm. and and now here you are and and like I said it's probably been what three years since you were here yes and uh, seems to me like if I'm remembering correctly that you were just kind of getting things started back in those days yeah it was. Now, have you found that perhaps maybe what you thought the ministry would be, it hasn't been quite that? Or, or is it pretty much the way you envisioned it? I think it's been pretty much the way I envisioned uh-huh. it. But there were trials along the way. Sure. Absolutely. There were kind of the naysayers that said you shouldn't be doing that. And why are you doing that? And why don't you come over here with us? And why don't you deal with us on our level? Um, a lot of secondary uh, or secular people would say that. But I wanted to have a Jesus um, mentality. Right, right. You know, right. he had a lot of compassion sure. for the women. And whether we know it or not, when these when women have gone through trauma, and this much trauma, they need a whole lot more things than just, um, okay, you can spend the night, but you got to leave in the morning. 
Oh, yeah. They need ministering to. Right. They need Jesus poured into them. They need to know more about Bible study. They need to understand about relationships with Jesus Christ. Then they need to be able to have um, things provided. They need counseling. Sometimes intense counseling mm-hmm. and sometimes when people have gone through things, their family, their their mother, their grandmother, their great grandmother, they've all dealt with that. But sometimes it goes into mental health. Uh-huh. And so by the time you deal with all that trauma and you're talking to yourself, trying to get out of it, you don't realize just how far left you've gone. You don't understand that you're talking to yourself. You don't understand that um, you're depressed. You don't understand understand that all of a sudden you smell a certain thing or you see um, a certain person that looks like the person that had you in domestic violence or human trafficking and that person goes off and starts screaming you don't realize that it embarks on every aspect that could be negative and in order for a person in domestic violence and human trafficking to come out of it they need every thing that they can possibly get to be ministered and poured into them so that they can transition and become productive citizens of society. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm hearing your passion. <laughs> Let's go back something that you, you told us at the very beginning of the interview here tonight or this morning. You mentioned it, your aunt that, that inspired all of this. Mm-hmm. And you said something that, that I'm, I'm I want to ask about, but I'm I'm a little sensitive here. I don't know how much you want to share. Okay. But you said she was involved in being a product of human trafficking, mm-hmm. but she was married. Mm-hmm. And, and am I understanding this right, that her husband was, was involved in this? Absolutely. How much can you tell us about that? Her husband also had mental health issues. Okay. Okay. We didn't really realize that. I never thought that. I just, you know, growing up as a child, when somebody makes you laugh, you always want to be around that. Uh-huh. You think it's funny. Right. Until you start getting older and you realize things are not as funny as what you thought. Uh-huh. Um, and so he was um, a part of our family, but he would always kind of put everybody on edge. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. So when she would come around, she was the funniest lady in the world. But then... When I got older, I realized she had black eyes. Ah. I understood that she was being beat up. Her reality is a reality that a lot of people don't understand. The first thing we say when you know a woman is in domestic violence or human trafficking is why don't they just get out? Why do they keep staying? Mm -hmm. Let me help you to understand. Okay. First of all, when you've been beat so much, and you've been tied to the back of a car and drugged down the street. Oh, my goodness. Or you've been drugged so much you're in the ditch and somebody has to call your mother on the phone and say your daughter is laying in the ditch or he's driving behind her in the car. It's cold outside. She's almost naked and he's about to run her over. You need to go and somebody needs to go and help her. Oh, my Those were the phone calls. Those were the types of phone calls we were getting. The beatings were so bad. And unbeknownst to most people, she worked in the police department. Oh, my. So these things were happening to her. Why didn't she tell? Uh She didn't tell, A, because she had older parents. She had four children. Where was she going in 1986 with four children? And she was the only one that was working. Where was she going? Sure. By now, he's beat her so much, she's having grandma seizures. Oh, my. She was having a lot of physical health problems that she was limping. You know, she was in a lot of pain. So the beatings does a lot to you. The beatings being beat across your head caused the seizures. Being choked out from time to time were causing breathing problems. And so on and on as a lifetime. The reason she wouldn't leave the city, Lake Wales, Florida, was because her mother and her dad lived there. Uh They were older. And because of the beatings that she had sustained, sustained, she actually knew that he would follow through with his promise. I'm going to kill you and then I'm going to kill your mother and your father. And as far as long as she can stay there and stay alive, that meant she was keeping her family and her children alive. Oh, my goodness. So uh, human trafficking here 
in this case didn't necessarily involve other people where, where a lot of human trafficking does where people are actually uh, the way I understand this they may go to uh, Mexico or someplace like that and actually kidnap people mm-hmm. or and I've heard uh, Pam Bondi um, talk about this that uh, a lot of times it's, it's somebody that's they're from a good home but mm-hmm. through the computer, somehow or another, they make contact with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they draw them away. And then they begin to threaten them. Say, look, if you don't do what we want to do, we're going to kill your family. Mm-hmm. So she was in this, even though, in my understanding, she wasn't caught by like a gang. This is just one man. Mm-hmm. But he was playing those mind games with her. So um, if you don't produce money to pay the gas bill, you get beat. Okay, so she kept being beat so bad that he said, I've got a friend that will give us money for the gas bill, but you got to spend some time with him. And because the beatings were so severe, she said, yeah, okay." I see. So that that took it into a whole different realm there, didn't it? Now we were having sex with another partner and now you're beating me because I'm with your your best friend and he's giving you money. I don't get none of that money. Uh-huh. That's human trafficking. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. And definitely a, a manipulation of the mind. Total. In such a way. And you can see how somebody would eventually begin to lose self-esteem. Yes. All of those things. Yes. And, and you're saying that, that there would be neighbors and, and friends and maybe even family that would witness some of these things, but nothing was ever done? So what I am is an advocate for change for women. Uh-huh. Okay. So I give a voice to the voiceless. People will see you sitting next to them in church and you will see a woman in the middle of July or August wearing a long coat or long sleeves. You will see her with a hat over her eyes or wearing shades. You see that all the time. Uh Uh-huh. But you don't recognize it. Right. And so. But you would. I would. Yeah. So you, your children are outside playing and you hear the screaming coming from next door. What you would do is say, tell your kid, come on inside. Uh huh. If you were just an ordinary person that doesn't want to get involved. Right. Y'all come inside. They turn up the radio and pull down the shades. But that woman is almost half dead being killed. And we just hope to see her the next day. As long as we see her the next day. Uh We're okay. And then they say, well, she's there because she wants to be there. Wow. But now as an advocate, mm-hmm. you people are telling you these stories and you're you're intervening or how, how does that work? We intervene. We give them resources in the uh-huh. community. We give them other agencies they can go to. I've been getting calls from over out of different states. We're having problems with this. We saw you or we heard you on this radio station or on this place or we talked to someone from the task force. We got your business card from the Good Samaritan Network. We're in trouble. We need help. What can you do for us? And so we begin to walk them through the different um, agencies in their area that can help. Okay, but uh, you yourself, I mean, you don't you don't necessarily go knock on the door and say, hey. This is what I know you're involved in. I mean, is that what you do or do you just turn it over to the authorities? Even if you turn it over to the authorities, people are not always apt to go through. So that that was my thought. (laughs) Yeah, they're not always apt to go through. There's been times that a police officer got killed because they got called to a domestic violence dispute and they were putting the handcuffs on the um, actual perpetrator and the woman pulls out a butcher knife and stabs the police officer. Uh-huh. So, so what can you do? I mean, what is your approach? My approach is if you want help and you want to get out and you're really serious about it, give me a call. Uh-huh. I will talk to you. We will go through different scenarios to find out what you need to do. There are different qualifiers. Do you have children? If you got children, you can't just snatch your children up and run. If you got all of them in school or if you even have a child that might have a disability, Uh learning disability, um, he can't cope. He has um, he's on the spectrum for different mental health issues. And so just snatching him up will be a detriment. He has to have consistency. Right. So in order to do that in or in order to get money. 
You can't just snatch a person up and say, okay, it'd be one thing if she had thousands and thousands of dollars at, at her, her, at her beck and call. She doesn't do that. She's living from paycheck to paycheck from month to month. She needs help to make that decision. And by the time we've come up with a plan, she might chicken out. Uh-huh. She might say, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, being with him, it's hard, but it's better than being out there in the street, and I don't know what I'm going to do with my children. Right. And, and also, they can just disappear. Yes. And uh, here they're in, they're here. Next thing you know, they're not here anymore, they're and they're you don't here. know where they went. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, that's, that's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So as, as you have started this ministry, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, actually three years, did you say three years? Yes. I'm sure you've got some experience under your belt now. You've learned a few things. <laughs> One of the, um, when I first, I, I left um, GSN and I called back and I said, can I work in your benevolence department? So I came back and started working with the benevolence department and maybe, um, let me just say this. In domestic violence, one of out of every three women have been in a domestic violence relationship. And that's whether it's physical, mental, um, whether it's financial, emotional, um, stalking, whatever. One of out of every three. So it's three of us in this room. One of us have been in domestic violence. Wow. Okay. That's just awesome to think about. The other thing is one out of every four men has been in a domestic violence relationship. On the one side or the other. Yes. I mean, it's not always that they're the ones being the abuser. It, it can be the other way around, too. They have been, they, men can be abused. Right, right. So you think you got a man that's 450 pounds and seven foot two, and he's being um, abused by a woman that's five foot and she's 89 pounds soaking wet. So obviously that's mental and emotional, uh, but yet. No, some of that is physical. Really? Pulling guns. Oh, okay. bats, um, poisoning them. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Right. So that's that's yeah, that's real. <laughs> wow, you you are enlightening us, as Wendy. <laughs> yes, that's real. And you always do. I remember the last time you were here. You had a lot of a lot of things you're making us all think, and and of course now uh, in this area of the human trafficking of. Uh, People who are coming through the community, and again, listen to a speech by Miss Bondi, mm-hmm. who was the uh, attorney attorney general, right, of, mm-hmm. of Florida. She was. Damn Bondi, she was. And, and uh, I mean, I think she enlightened a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she said, "Man, Florida is just like a hotbed for this yes. kind of stuff." We're third for yeah. human trafficking. Yeah, and uh, I think most of us, at least I was, was shocked to hear that. Yeah, because it's happening all around you, and you, like, say, people like me. Uh, we don't notice now. I would probably be a little bit more aware now ever, after having listened to the last interview that we did together. Yes, you've you've opened my eyes somewhat <laughs> to, to things that you, you don't you don't think you just don't think that in those ways. But now, I mean, I know you hang out around a police officer very long, mm-hmm. and they'll change your perspective. <laughs> things yes, because of the world that they live in, absolutely, is so different than the world that I live in, absolutely. And so, somebody like yourself who's doing this. But uh, you started this ministry, and uh, you said you were looking for a job, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And this became the job. Yes. So how is that helping you to be able to keep your family fed and uh, have a place to live and all that sort of thing? Are people, are people supporting you, or how, how's that working? Um, I can say that um, because of my ability, my special abilities, um we're getting paid that way. Okay. Um, we, we're looking for more sponsors okay. to come and undergird us. Right. Because I'm telling you, our churches, our mosque, our banks, our schools, our colleges is laden with victims of domestic violence and human trafficking. We're asking people to support the vision so that women will have a place to go. Now, we already have a women's shelter here in Tallahassee. There are people that will never reach out to Refuge House. There, a lot of times they're really full to the brim. They, have, right, they are right. 
full to capacity. Right. No fault of and, their and, own. And Refuge House is a ministry here in Tallahassee. Yes, and, uh, with domestic violence. Meg, is that Meg Baldwin? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've had her on the show here. Mm-hmm. But there are others too. Yes. And there's places like Chelsea House, mm-hmm. and there's there's other places like this, but there's so few. Yes. As far as concerning the need. Yes. So now I understand that you have now opened up a, a group home. Absolutely. Is, is that the right term for it? Or? It's a residential home. Residential home. Yes. Okay. And, and of course, you're not going to tell us where, and we don't want you to. Mm-hmm. But this is new. Yes. How, how long have, has this happened? We started in, we moved, we, 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 we decided to sign in July for the home. Okay. Um, people from the community came and helped us paint. Oh my goodness, they helped us get furniture, Good Samaritan did stuff, um, Mattress Kingdom just provided some beds, um, City Walk, Urban Mission right. was right there. We had so many people, students from Florida A&M, professors from FAMU, we've had churches, we've had Wonderful. people everywhere just to, just giving once they found that, find out you got a place right. and you got a vision, right. well, this person has this and people that I've known that have volunteered um, at Good Samaritan have been such a blessing um, to the house and I named it after my aunt that was murdered and it's called Connie's Corner. Connie's Corner. So it has been a huge blessing and people have blessed us with um, whatever, cleaning supplies, whatever, things for women, personal hygiene products, clothing, um, even for some women, we've had wigs donated so that if some women need to get out and need to change their appearance, there are wigs there. Okay. People have really been a blessing. Well, wouldn't have thought of that. that. <laughs> <laughs> They've been a blessing. Huh. But what we're also needing is funding. Uh-huh. Sure. To keep yeah. the vision going. We right now have women in the house right now. And we've had women with children. We've had women at the age of 18. Oh, my goodness. Um, that are in uh, domestic violence or have been in domestic violence. We've had women in human trafficking. And we have a certain portal, which I, I'm, I'm very proud of. Um, I, I guess it was something that the Lord gave me. The, um, you know, because I, I, I got a, that challenge, that special challenge that I have. Um, I have a stick. The name of my stick is Moses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it just kind of fit, uh-huh. kind of being the, the woman of the Underground Railroad. Right. And so when people are needing help, they, if as long as it's legitimate, uh-huh. can't be somebody just needing a place to run through and they're going to stay there for days. No, that's not bad. It has to come from a bona fide certified shelter of uh-huh. sorts. Um they can come and stay and come through while they're on their way home. Okay. And so someone that, that really knows a person that's in trouble like that and need a place to stay overnight. Okay. They get up the next morning, they get a meal, they get the word of God, they get a little Bible, um, they get prayed for, um, they get some clothing if they're in need of, and they sometimes come to um, the um, thrift store. And they might get clothing. They talk to us and we help them get to their next destination. Mm-hmm. Somebody is there to take them to the next step of the journey. Okay. And Angel Wings has also paid gas money so that they can get to where they're going. Is this the, the, the thrust of your ministry or is this just something that you're doing extra? This is extra. Okay. So, I mean, you have people who are there. And we have they're people be that there. are actually living They're going to be the there home. for a while. Yes. But then you also have these others who may be passing through. Mm-hmm. And that's where you refer to as Harriet Tubman mm-hmm. and the uh, Underground, Underground Railroad, Railroad. Where, where maybe they're trying to get away. Yes. And maybe they're, they say, well, if I can get to such a city, i got family there. Mm-hmm. You're helping them in that process. Yeah. Are there other places that you know of along the way that's part of the, 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 the railroad? Or are you the I only do. One? Yeah, so you, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah so we yeah. can connect them with them. There's also other places that will actually fly them from the Jacksonville airport to 
out of state so they can get to a place of safety. They can get food. They can get counseling, intense counseling. Um, They can get a place to stay. They get job on the job training and then they are disseminated back to where they need to be. So if they can get a job while they're there, they can actually actually stay there until they get on their feet and they're able to transition back into society. Did you see this as part of the ministry, the, the, the home? Okay. Never. There's a story there in there. Yes. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. <laughs> but let me just tell the radio audience you're listening to the gospel on the radio talk show here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday morning from 6 to 7. We talk about dreams and visions at a church triumphant, alive and well. Wendy Strickland is my guest today. You've been listening to her and her story. But as you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, the Pastor King loves Southern gospel music. This is Miss Charlotte Ritchie. It's called Consider the Lilies. I don't know. I just thought this would just work for this. Consider the lilies. They don't toil nor spin. I don't know. I just thought about that song and I thought to myself where scripture talks about how that Jesus loves those lilies. And uh, if he loves those lilies, he cares for them. How much more does he care for humans? Yes. And these people that Sister Wendy, she's ministering to. There are some people who would just write them off. Mm-hmm. And uh, her heart of compassion is, hey, we need to help. We need to help. Yeah. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host and just consider this to be a privilege every Sunday morning to be able to, to bring this show to you. We do appreciate our good friends at WTSM for uh, allowing this to happen. I'm also the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry 720 Capital Circle Northeast in a Crescent Park Plaza. And I want to invite you to church today. We start at 1105. You can find us on the web, frcm.us. We're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, you'd find us on the right-hand side of the road. You'll see our sign out there on Sunday morning. Come to visit with us. Also, to let you know that this show will be on podcast sometime next week. It's show number 1010. That should be easy to remember. (laughs) So 1010, if you want to listen to it again or share it with a friend, it'll be there on the podcast for you to do that as well. But also, make sure you tune in every Saturday night for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing with me, Pastor Jack King, on 94.1 on your radio dial. And uh, 7 o'clock, it's a full hour of great Southern gospel music with me as your host. And and I always like to mention my friend Robin Feesmeyer, AAA uh, Heating and Air. He's been helping me to do this show since we started in 2002. And he helps me keep all the air conditioning and heating systems running in the two buildings that we're operating. And I tell you what, that's a chore. And my house, too. So eight nine three nine five six six. If you need a new unit, get the old one repaired, call him. AAA Heating and Air, 893-9566. Wendy Strickland, my guest today. I tell you what, she, boy, she just gets right into our head whenever she comes here. She's got so much information for us. But we're just talking about the new group home. Yes. But before we do that, you have a website. Let's get that out there for the folks. The website is www. Angel Wings with a Z. That's A N G E L W I N G Z dot org. Now, what's the deal with the Z? It was a way to be different. Okay. <laughs> because the Lord had given me Angel Wings, and I, when I went out there um, to get the name for the company, there were several different uh, Angel Wings. Oh, yes. And so I wanted it to be Angel Wings. I put the two words together. I have a capital A, a capital W, and a Z at the end. Okay. And I think it's great. <laughs> and I think it is unique. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you, when you envisioned this uh, ministry, you, you weren't thinking of a group home. Mm-hmm. But something changed. What happened? Um. I remember something Miss Beth said. Okay. There are a lot of group homes. Uh huh. There are a lot of places people can go. But it takes somebody special and it spe- takes special counselors uh-huh. to be able to deal with somebody that has been through 
trauma at epic proportions. Uh-huh. Some of the ladies that I work with have been raped all of their lives. Oh my. Some of them have been sold by their fathers, their uncles, their cousins, the boy next door. You see, human trafficking and domestic violence is not stranger danger. We teach our kids that at a very early age. Okay, stranger, stranger, if you see a stranger. But what if the stranger is the father? Oh, my. It's not a stranger then. Right. And we have to learn how to feel that that gut feeling that something's not right. Uh And we really, really, really have to pay attention to the signs of our children. We have to pay attention to the signs of people that are around us that are now holding their heads down and not talking. And they're in a room with somebody else. And you ask an adult or an 18 year old, a 17 year old, a 16 year old, a question that they should really know the answer to and an adult has to answer that question there's something wrong with that Uh and we have to know the signs okay so this this room or this home that you are put put together now it's it's there it's there and so we see the signs we we can see them Um, sometimes people will try and get in I'm going to be honest with you and they're no longer they know more domestic violence or human trafficking than the man on the moon uh huh but that's just their lifestyle that they've done. Uh-huh. But when you know that you know that you know in your gut this is real and a person really wants help and they need to get out. Right. There are some signs and yeah. they're, they after doing this for a while, working with the benevolence department has shown me a lot of signs that I had to learn mm-hmm. that I had to know that there was a difference between being honest and just wanting another place to sleep. So, are you specializing then to say, look, this this is all we're taking here. We if if you if you That's don't it. if you don't have this going on in your life, there are other places you can go. And or if you have not had that experience, right, right. So there are other places that you can go. So you would refer them here. We're going to send you over here. Yes, and, and they can help you with with your need. But yes, you, but we we're we're specializing here. Yes, and so now you so say you 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 were going to get the place in july mm-hmm. and i know there's a process so how long have you actually been operating now we've been operating since september september okay yes we got it in july yeah. we, we did a lot of stuff we had people um donating to the house um like i said people coming and painting and 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 just doing a lot of hard right. work putting in floors and everything yes but, uh, but when you say a house houses cost money mm-hmm. and how did that happen did all of a sudden somebody just give you a place or what, what happened a door open a door open yeah The door opened and we were told about the house by a very, very special couple. And the Lord just opened the door. He opened the door. And when it's God, it doesn't take a lot of effort. When it's God, sometimes you don't even realize it's God. And you're still wondering, okay, where are we going to move to? When is this going to happen? And that's kind of what we were kind of doing going, okay, now when are we going to look at the next house? I had all with angel wings. I've had all the eggs in one basket. I don't have a bunch of baskets. We don't have a plan B. <laughs> right. This is this is the plan. Yeah. And it's the master plan. Right. And so we're following that plan to the letter because we realize that God is in it. And the thing about it is, it, and I tell people this, if God is in it, you don't have to manipulate it. it. It'll fall into place. Now, sometimes we have to be patient. Yeah. And, you know, patience is one of those things that sometimes as humans we have difficulty with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when God's in it, he will work the plan and it will come to pass. Yes. So God provided this place for you. Open door. Uh, an open door. Mm-hmm. So you walk through it. And, and I'm assuming that everything has fallen into place here. Yes. But we know that God does use people. Yes. And sometimes there's people out there that uh, they never thought about it, maybe getting involved or something like this. I'm talking about financially here. Yes. But they've heard your testimony this morning and they, they heard what you're talking about, what you're doing. And this is what I know. This is from, from the years of doing this show is that not every ministry grabs the heartstrings of every person. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when people hear of this particular ministry, yes. they say, I got to get involved in that. 
Yes. And that may be the person that's listening here this morning. Mm-hmm. So if they did, they wanted to get involved and maybe support you financially or maybe some of these other things that you've talked about. Yes. Because running a home like this, you've got to feed them. You, yes. there's, there's, there's needs that need to be done. And so maybe you want to be involved that way. But you have the website. Give them that again. www.angelwingswithaz.org. Okay. A-N-G-E-L-W-I-N-G-Z. Org. And you're a 501c3? Yes, sir. And so there's a place there they could give online, I'm sure. Yes, there's a place. And so they could go there and they can make donations yes. to, to the ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure they can either do one time or I heard you have a, a plan where they can be continual yes. giving and that type of thing. Yes, they okay. can do it at one time. They can give once a month. Okay. Um, they can mail it into our P.O. box, um, a check. Some people like to do it the okay. old-fashioned what is way. Um, P.O. box 3914, okay. Tallahassee, Florida, 32315 is the zip. Okay, now is that on the website as well? Yes. So they go there. Yes. And it's a dot .org, mm-hmm. angelwings.org. <laughs> Angel Wings with a Z. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So you can get that and get all that information if you want to be involved and you want to help support this ministry because it's very good possibility that somebody listening today, this issue with the human trafficking has touched their lives in some way or another. And, and they, they, they know the need that's there. Human trafficking is a $150, $150 billion industry. Oh, my goodness. That's just a drop in the hat. Yeah. It's probably more than that, but that's what they're calculating yeah. it as. And it's all based upon manipulation. Power, and, and, control, and, and, oh, power. and that's fear. Right. That is the right word, power. Yes. And and the way that they do this, it, it always starts off being very innocent, or so yes. it seems that way. Trying to be really nice yes. and sweet, and if you and do this, we'll in. do that. Yeah. That's and you exactly get some, some uh, young person, and they're so naive. Yes. And then next thing you know, they'll turn them against their parents. Their own parents. The people who have loved them all their life, they'll turn them against them and make them the enemy. Yes. Power, and control, uh, and fear is, yeah. are the three culprits that causes people to turn their hearts from their yeah. own family. Yeah. And at that age, the age of 12 to to. 18 is prime real estate for human yeah. trafficking. Yeah, but I, we know that it starts much earlier yeah. than that. I heard a, a national radio personality. If I told you his name, you know who he was. Mm-hmm. Sharing this happened to him and yes. his family. I mean, he's, he's well known. Mm-hmm. Had no clue. And he just happened to uh, uh, see something on the computer yeah. that, that, that got his attention. And next thing you know, it all opened up. And he mm-hmm. was just stunned. Yes. Just stunned. Mm-hmm. That this could happen to his family. Yes. And this is a world in which we're living in. Not to mention the uh, people who are, who, who are, they're bringing from other countries who are, who are coming here to America, mm-hmm. uh, because their parents are sending them. Yes. This, this is, a, this is a tragedy. Yes. The, the parents, because they're so desperate, they're sending their children into yes. bondage. Child brides, you name it. I've had those calls. Yeah. She's yeah. one lady. She's been here since she was a child. She co- came over here at 16. Now she's 38 years old. She has been over here since 18. She's 38. She has four children and she does not know how to get to Tennessee Street or Monroe Street. Wow. Wow. See, this is the world we're living in. Yes. This is what you are called to do. First of all, to enlighten all of us. Yes. And to help to do what you can. Now, staff, is it you? Just you? You have, you have others that are, that are on your staff? We have volunteers. Okay, they're all volunteers. I have my board members. Okay. And we have people that come in and volunteer. We have um, counselors that volunteer to help and provide services. Wow. Um, we do referrals. Quite often, um, we work with um, the different clinics around town here. We work with different advocates around town. So that's how we we get our our job done. Wow, you're a busy person. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to do when you get involved in something like this. There's a lot to do. Because just just the uh, connecting of people. That's time consuming. And yeah. I, I know a little something of that. I mean, putting together a weekly radio show. I mean, it takes a little bit of time for me to be on the phone. I was talking to a lady today 
And she said, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't call you back. I said, look, when you do this type of ministry, you're just used to this. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to bird dog people. <laughs> you got yeah. to stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. This is what you have to do. Yeah. Because you're trying to get a hold of some state agency. We all know what that experience is like. Yes, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to be offensive here. <laughs> but but we, we've all been down that road. A time or two. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you've got to stay with it. Yeah. You just got to stay with it. And then and, and sometimes you call this person and, and they, they're they not the people you need, but they can tell you the number to call. Yeah. And, you just, and, and it's just, uh, duh, duh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. process. I used to go through that back when I was uh, doing a lot of youth work and I was putting together these big events uh, mm-hmm. for, for youth. And I'd be looking for hotel facilities. Mm-hmm. And I learned that all these people know each other. Yes. And so you just keep making the phone calls and sooner or later they'll bingo. You. Yes. This is where I need to be. You know, and that's one of the things that we need support for. Uh-huh. We we do need people that will come in and work. We do need staff. Yeah. We yeah. need staff to be on location. Right. We need staff to be able to stay there overnight when these women are going through crises and they're up in the middle of the night and they can't sleep yeah. or the demons are ch- yeah. chasing them. And so starting off with Angel Wings, I, I actually... I think you might have been right. There were some things that I thought I could do that I can't do alone. And I'm learning that. And that staying up all night and being able to be that voice that they need. Um, you need also staff to do that. Yeah. But you know what's really cool? Yeah. Is it there's probably somebody listening to this radio show right now. Mm-hmm. And they've had a background in law enforcement. Yes. Or maybe they've been a, a counselor or something. And now they're retired and they're kind of going, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Yes. <laughs> hey, we got a plan for you. Phenomenal. <laughs> Call Miss Wendy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Angelwings.org. Org. Yes. Go there. She's yes. got work for you to do. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, see, I always say this. I said, there, when you're called of God to serve him, there, there's no such thing as retiring. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's true. You, you may not be doing what you used to do, mm-hmm. but there's much to be done. Yes. And uh, uh, the, the scripture tells us that the fields are wide in the harvest, but the labors are oh, few. few. Mm-hmm. But the few that we have yes. need to be engaged. Yes. And like I've told you before, I said, not every ministry works for everybody mm-hmm. because I have people here from all different types of ministries, jail ministries and and, and uh, youth ministries and all different types of ministries. But man, this one tugs in my heart and I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be others because this is a blight on our community, yes. on, on our society. Yes. That there are people suffering in such a way. But thank God there's people with compassion and you're one of them. <laughs> God be the glory. And I tell people all the time, people call me, or I call them, they want to be a guest on the show. And they say, well, what are we going to talk about for an hour? I want to talk, we're going to talk about your passion. Yes. That's what I tell them. I tell mm-hmm. them every time. We're going to talk about your passion. And we have not had a problem here today. Not at all. <laughs> Talking about not at all. What, what Wendy is passionate about because she's seen it, she's lived it, mm-hmm. she lives it every day. Mm-hmm. And there's a need out there in our community. Yes. And it is it is intense. Mm-hmm. It is intense. And uh, the three years that you've been doing this, mm-hmm. are you seeing? Is it getting better? Or is it getting worse? It's getting worse. I had a feeling. Yeah, it's getting worse. Um, our corridor, our I-10 corridor, Does it whoa, go? that's it. Yeah. And you see people walking up and down the street. All of those people aren't just homeless. A lot of that is human trafficking. A lot of those people in those hotels are in human trafficking. And so what you see and what you see in neighborhoods, we're not looking at the pimp that we used to see on Starskin Hunch with a hot pink feather in his head and purple clothing or purple suit. Starskin Hunch. Yeah, back in the day. That's not the pimp we're seeing. I I remember the car. That's exactly correct. The the pimps and the pushers and the traffickers and the domestic violence and the brutality, I call them gorillas, are they look like everyday people. They wear jeans and T-shirts. Yeah. They look just like you and I. Yeah. If you really want to coin them, they are ordinary people with brutal hearts. Wow. The thing about it is that you go to a place like like out at I-10 at Thomasville Road, and Mm -hmm. and, uh, there's a a big uh, gas station there. And I, now that since you've been on the show, mm-hmm. when I when I go out there, I, I 
I see things that I sometimes I think about. I says, "Is that's what's going on here?" Because because yes. you see it, and sometimes they look like they've been living in their car. Yep. I go, huh? There's a story there, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course uh, you you hope that whoever it is that they're going to find help. Mm-hmm. And what is it that brings them to a point to where they they would seek out somebody like you? You would see. Similar to the calls that we get and Miss Beth gets and she refers them to me or I refer to her, the women that in the in the car sleep with three kids in the backseat. But she can break away somehow or another. Maybe you don't have pay phones anymore. That She's they can scared go. to death. And yeah. normally maybe her phone has been taken from her. Right. And so she's trying to find help. And she doesn't know where to go. Right. So and how would she do that? She would reach out to us. Uh-huh. Um, she can dial um, Beth's number for yeah. Chelsea House at 850-933-1449 for women that are in some type of um, stressful situation. or And if it's um, they're ready for my program, they can call me. My number, 850-422-0040. That's my office number. Okay. But what if they can't get to a phone? If they cannot get to a phone, if they can get to a police officer, okay, they will refer them. Right. The um the phone number the big directory is two one one. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, even to do that, and I I had an incident that happened, and I don't have much time to tell this. Right here, Thomasville Road, mm-hmm. around Christmas time, and uh, I can't tell you the whole story. Okay, but the the man was right there, and she was whispering to me, mm-hmm. and um, I, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't, didn't, you know, it all happened so fast, and then she was gone, just like that. And my mind wasn't thinking clearly, mm-hmm. but I know she was involved in, a, in an abusive situation, mm-hmm. such as you describe. Yes, and I after and like I said, it just happened so fast. And then she was gone, and I'm just sitting there, just stunned. I'm saying, I can't believe what just what just happened here. Sometimes you can write a little note and say help. Yeah, but she could with a tag number. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there was no vehicle involved in this. Wow. Uh, except my own vehicle. But anyway, it's, it's like it's a long story, and I don't have time to tell it. But I just right. this happened, and I'm going, wow, that that happened so fast. How can that woman get away from him? Because she was afraid of him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like I said, he came back to the car, and, he, and then they laughed, and, and that was it. And uh, and we've seen yeah. that. Oh, we've yeah. seen I'm that sure, over and over. Sure. I mean, I'm just saying, how would they and, – and they may be – maybe somebody listening right now, they're in that situation. I'm wanting to tell them, how do you get the touch with somebody? Yeah. You say a policeman, possibility. But if if he – and I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit gender biased here, but if he – or she, whoever's abuser, sees that happen. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be a beating taking place here. And that's where the voiceless can speak to somebody, hopefully and prayerfully, and say, I need help. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Unfortunately, we are down to the time to pray. Yes, sir. Father, I thank you, Lord, for Wendy, for this ministry. Lord God, tug on our hearts. Lord, if somebody's out there and they're contemplating getting involved in this, Lord, please move upon them. And cause them to respond, to to go to that website. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for our community. We thank you for America. We thank you, Father God, for our churches and our pastors. And Father, I pray for each and every one who's listened today. And I pray of this ministry. And Lord, we pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wendy, it's been great to have you on the show once again. Thank you. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.